It's time to raise the roof for our 67th episode. This is our, I guess we can call it our all-star episode. Welcome everyone. Uh, right now with us is me, Evan, and Bree, and we have a special guest on, Casey Kurtz. He is with Race Card Glasses. Casey's been on previously. If you guys haven't checked that episode, it's a great episode. Check it out. We have a lot of things to talk about on this episode. <laughs> uh, Home Run Derby just happened tonight. Uh, very exciting Home Run Derby. MLB draft has been going on. The Rays came in to the uh, All-Star break, winning a, winning their last two series. So good stuff going on there. And, and a lot of other things, interesting things going on in the world of baseball. And with the Rays, and a couple interesting All-Stars that we'll talk about. If you guys don't follow what we're doing on any of our platforms before we go any further, Raise the Roof TV, social media, Raise the Roof on uh, Raise the Roof on YouTube, Raise the Roof Twitch on our on our Twitch channel, which we are going to have. Hopefully, we're going to have some games from our Raise the Roof MLB The Show 21 tournament that we're going to get going. Uh, we'll get some of those later rounds going on the Twitch channel and then our website, RaiseTheRoofTV.com. And of course, this podcast, you guys are already listening to it. So obviously, you guys know where it is. How's everyone doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Sad I missed the derby tonight, but it happens. <laughs> oh my god, you missed it? I was at work all day. He was working. Oh. He's a working man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wish I could have watched it. Whatever. <laughs> Casey and Bree, how are we doing? Uh, I lost money on Matt Olson, so I'm not in a great mood. <laughs> I had a feeling it didn't work. It is. What, he's too slow. I don't know what that was. It was like, let's take all day to, I don't know. His swing is like almost too, it's almost too good. I feel like for the Derby, like it's, it's too fundamental and it's, I'm with, I know I'm with you loud and clear. I just kind of thought he would know what to do, but him and Gallo looked lost. I don't know if it was pitching. I don't know what it was, but it was like, they were lost the whole time. Bree, how are are you? The, uh, our, our raise the roof home run Derby uh, pick winner. Listen. Yeah, Bree. Hey, props to you, Bree. You smoked that. I'm not gonna lie. Thank you, Mr. I Pete did Alonso. say Alonzo was gonna get it to the final. Mr. Pete Alonzo is from Champa Bay. As we know, Champa Bay is on a like streak of going back to back. So clearly, it was the only choice. But um, yeah, go Gators. I didn't even think of that. It's a hell of a call. That's a good call. Well, where do we want to start? Do we want to start with the series? Do we want to start with the home run derby? What, what's the best place to start here? I know there's a lot of interesting. I feel like I feel like the derby is probably the funnest place to start, considering the fact that it literally just happened. Does that sound good? All right. Well, for those that didn't watch the home run derby, uh, just happened. Uh, like Bree said, not alone. What? You're not alone. Whoever did not watch the derby, <laughs> there'll be a support group meeting in a couple days, so uh, stay tuned for that. Um, Pete Alonso went back to back. Uh, won his second straight home run derby, just an absolutely insane performance. Set the new single uh, round record for most home runs hit in a home run derby. Uh, he hit 35 in the first round, which is the new record that I think was set last year by Vlad and um, Jock Peterson. And then the previous one, obviously, was Josh Hamilton in 2008. Shohei Otani went down in the first round. Joey Gallo went down in the first round. Matt Olson went down in the first round. Trey Manson, he had a run to the finals. Craziness, insanity going on. A lot of great stuff. How now I know Evan, you didn't get a chance to to watch it, but I'm sure you saw some of the highlights Um, and and Casey and Bree, you you guys saw it as well as me in totality. How do we all feel about it? That was a freaking awesome derby. Like, can I just say that was so fun? Um, Yeah. I mean, a lot of upsets, most of which I predicted, except the one. That's okay. (laughs) It's not even humble. It's just a brag. Sorry. I don't, that was just awesome seeing Soto and Shohei like I thought for sure sh- I thought for sure after the start Shohei had that he was just done for and he kept coming back 
um, Soto got him in the end, which is just awesome. I hope it fixes Soto's swing, actually. He had to get that launch angle up. I think oh, he okay. he's going to win MVP now. Confirmed. Oh, for sure. Um, who else? I feel like we're going to skate over Salvi because we wanted Zanino in there, but Salvi actually did really, really well. If he wasn't going up against, you know, he would have won every other round. Himself. Yeah. And he, and he lost by seven. It's not like he even lost close, right? Then he lose yeah. by seven. Like, yeah, because Pete Alonso was, just a was so confident. He was so confident. <laughs> he tuned in on that on that interview. It was like you didn't even realize that Salvi was putting on probably the second best single round performance in the Derby. Yeah, and I mean, just his head bobbing the whole time was just. He's an absolute freak, just a weirdo. I feel like, like Alonso was like low key kind of drunk. I'm not gonna lie. He kind of was acting like he was. He was literally. And I mean, I'm all for it. They should. They should be allowed. I don't know if they're allowed to, but they should be allowed to be like somewhat buzzed because that's hilarious. <laughs> and the like, one shot they had of the kid that like killed himself in the outfield, and then just cuts to Alonso, and he's just jamming in the box, ready to go. That's that would have been like the catch of the year if he. Oh, caught the guy that. falling I, over trying to get the home run ball. I did. I did see oh, that. No, if he caught that, too. I think. I think that's better than almost any catch I've seen this year. Mookie Betts included against the Padres earlier this year. Like, that would have been unreal. And Randy. Randy had a nice ass catch in Boston earlier. Yeah, he didn't fall over seats, though. It's not, it's not as impressive. Hope he's okay, though. Oh, no, no. The guy's definitely okay. He was probably running on adrenaline the entire time. Or, or also, he's probably hammered, too. That helps. <laughs> yeah. But um, and then Joey Gallo. Yikes. That was a terrible Yikes. pick. That was a terrible pick. We went down together there, Alex. It's okay. I understand that. It's, I'm disappointed. Can you I was delete very that happy. <laughs> Please. I was very happy with my Trevor Story pick there. You know, I was a little nervous, but he was like, no, I got this. So that was cool. I'm glad that the Rockies fans got to see that because, you know, at, they kept talking the whole time about how he's just like, basically they're going to trade him as soon as All-Star breaks over. So glad the Rockies fans got that little piece of goodness in there. Then Mancini, I mean, a legend. I mean, I'm sure everyone wanted to see him progress, just no one thought he would. So that was kind of cool. Casey, how did you feel other than the fact that you lost money on Olsen? Yeah, bro, Matt Olsen, don't don't talk to me. Um, (laughs) Straight up, I thought the commentary was horrible. Um, I don't know if I was alone on that, but I feel like you could have watched it on mute and got the same thing. Like what happened to the energy we used to have with Berman and – you won't get that again, else. I don't think. No, I know, but I just felt like it was like you could have been asleep at the wheel type thing. Um, Eduardo Perez was the only good thing, and he would occasionally throw some Spanish out there. Give me more of that because that's how you know like he's hyped. Like someone would hit a bomb, and he'd be like, oh, that's a home run. And sometimes he'd just yell out some Spanish. That was dope. It's I like want a more of that. Goal. It's like exactly. a soccer goal. They don't speak any English. They just go well, off know, in, in Spanish, and it's hilarious. Exactly. You know they're hype. So, like, I never felt at any point in time anyone was hype about anything except Pete Alonso. Overall, uh, yeah, it wasn't wasn't too bad. We got to fix the commentary, though, because that was pissing me off. But Trevor Story, the future, Tampa Bay Ray, nothing. <laughs> Nobody said anything. Wow. No, I just laughed because I no. was like, man, I really wanted that, but I know it's not. <laughs> yeah. Where would we put him? Uh, we'd trade. We, we could put him at second shortstop. We can just, like, create a new position. Nah, put him at first him, base. Just waste him all of his athleticism. <laughs> We'd well, give up walls to get him, and we'd play him as short. But and La- Lau's trade value's gone up a little bit too, so you could trade Lau. Hey, this guy gets it. <laughs> um, sorry, Alex. yeah. Overall, good I'm event. My Lau jersey. <laughs> I'm really sorry, Lau. I I, I shit talk Lau a ton on this podcast. And you I'm really do. sorry, but 
Yeah, hey. Alex, I got a couple of articles coming out here that involve Lau getting traded. So oh, because because I know he's better than what he what he's doing. That's why he, I'm shit. Well, he's, I have you not seen him the past that's week? Why my, that's why he's my player to like. He's my pick every series now. Just, he's still bad in two hundred. Like he is he's like what his killing it though. He, he does have like what twenty home twenty one home runs twenty one or something. Yeah, he's and still like batting. four he's of them are within the last though. week. That's going up real quick. It's got it's got to go up because the it Tampa is. Bay Ray fan inside me, we don't care that much about home runs. We've always wanted contact and average more than not anymore though power, because but... we are. I think we're like the fourth most true outcome team in baseball right now. So like we strike out like I think it's forty percent of our at bats and like strike out, out walk or home run. So like maybe it's contact. Be damned at this point. Yeah, Mike Zanino you know? is the epitome of that. Casey, I do want to ask you: it, Was this the best derby that you've seen? No, I, uh, I was. I don't even know the math when Josh Hamilton went yeah. off, and I've never been so hyped watching something on it's... TV than Josh Hamilton. So, and to be honest, I don't even remember who else was in there. I think Morneau actually won that. Yeah, yeah Morneau won that. Hosed. It was the most underwhelming finish to a home run derby. Hamilton got hosed. Yeah, I, I that I'll I don't maybe because I was like. 13 12 11 something like that maybe that's why um but now i mean i'm telling you man the commentary was letting me down because i was like writing scripts and stuff on my phone so like i was glancing up but i never knew when to glance up because there was no energy in the commentary so i don't know that annoyed me and matt olson pissed me off i was just (laughs) did you watch the normal broadcast or the stack cast broadcast yeah normal probably should have went stack cast stack cast was better but at the same, I don't think either of them, because I was flipping back and forth, neither of them really showed like the distance on every single home run. Like, was yeah. I crazy or did I just not no, see it? No, Explain no. that to me how the home run counter is going up and I'm watching the dude hitting at the plate. I'm like, I want to see the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't need to see him hit a ground ball in the next pitch. I want to see the ball nine miles away from the field. Yeah. Or like it just wouldn't show like the, the distance number. It'd be like two minutes later, it'd be like, oh, yeah, that was 518 feet. I was like, okay, they would show the scoreboard. Like huh? whenever like they glanced up to the scoreboard, like if a ball was like hit remotely towards the scoreboard, then I would be like, oh, that was what the longest home run was. Yeah. Well, contrary to probably most baseball fans, I think that's I didn't obviously I didn't watch this, but I watched in the 2019 one and it was the same format. But contrary to most baseball fans, I kind of like the old format better because they didn't there was no rush. You could wait and show the whole home run until it actually ended. There was no timer. It was 10 outs. And the money ball was cool. I don't know if they still do, do still do the money ball, but like I think that's a reason why the old format was kind of good because there was no rush. It was kind of more le- like laid back. I'm with that actually. And you could kind of the cameraman obviously easier job back then. It was you would be able to watch the whole home run and then kind of take a breath and then they would throw the next pitch. And I don't know. I, maybe that's like the traditionalist in me, and, but like I, I I don't know. I like that. I like that format a lot. <laughs> I agree. I'm with that. You can embarrass yourself that way too. Ricky Weeks in like 2011, a man didn't even hit a home run. Yeah, there's Except for the guys, fact that Hamilton I, lost that. Home I think run. Jason that that was stupid. But Jason Bay didn't hit a home run. If I'm not mistaken. When was it 2005? Yeah, I don't know. There's like ones that I like. I so I'm the way that I feel about the current system with the home run derby is that well, a I want to say this home run derby was great tonight. Pete Alonso is basically like Nick Castellanos, but in the home run derby. So like any any feel good story that happens, he's just gonna squash it because he's Pete Alonso and he doesn't care. I will say I, I think that it depends. I, I feel like it depends on the year that makes the time rounds fun. 
like there'll be matchups that are boring and then there'll be matchups that are really good. So like when Justin Bohr put up 22 on Aaron judge in 2017, that was fun because no one expected Bohr to put up that much. Yeah. And then judge had to hit 23 to beat him and he beat him, which was impressive, which was like the only notable thing that he did in that, in that home run derby because the other guys that he faced hit like 12 and the only, you know, judge hitting 12 home runs in a, in a timed round like that was going to be easy as hell for him. You know, guys like Todd Frazier, really embrace the timed rounds that i mean that was the first one in 2015 was the first one that they actually did that was a lot of fun to watch him do it but i mean again it comes down to when the only the only way that it's actually fun and competitive and works is if there is a matchup that allows for that sort of thing to happen so like last year the vlad jo- uh jock peterson matchup like that was perfect for this kind of thing because they just went toe-to-toe back and forth back and forth like that yeah. and it worked with the time rounds thing but i mean there are certain times it just doesn't work and it's not the same thing and you would you know you go back to thinking about that 10 outs thing and you really enjoy that more so again it it, it all depends on the matchup i feel like in my opinion well and it's just like like we were talking about earlier, like Salvador Perez had 28 home runs, which is like one of the most in the first round and he lost yet. But in the, in like the old format, he would have made it to the second round because he would have been top four, I believe. That's true. That's a good uh, like, right. And he, de- I think he deserved to, I know it's like the home run derby. It doesn't like mean a whole lot, but like. It does mean a whole know. lot now because if you win, you get a million bucks. Oh, really? Did, did he not get paid before in the old? No, no. Oh, really? Dude, no, no, no. There's a million dollar bonus now if you win. So. Oh. One of the one of the reasons why Alonzo was taking it seriously. Yeah, Salvi yeah, will be all right. <laughs> yeah, isn't Alonzo the only one that's like not making millions yet? Yeah, he's making like six hundred. They said it on the yeah. broadcast. <laughs> so he's made two million. So he's made more money off of yeah, off of home run derby in the last two years than he's made off of his actual salary in the last three years. Yeah, someone tweeted that. There's like the actual numbers, but yeah, he's made more in the home run derby than actually playing the sport. He's more than that's triple hilarious. his salary. Also, can we, like. I crapped on Salvador Perez so hard because I was like, he doesn't have the type of swing that would work in a home run derby. And then he comes out, he gets 28. That was impressive. That was beyond, I was very, and, and, and he hit a couple 475. Like I did not expect that out of him. I thought he was going to hit like 15. So the fact that he hit 28, which would have won him any other matchup was very impressive. So I got to give him kudos on that. I'll take I'll take back my word, but also the MLB didn't extend an invite to Mike Zunino, so we wouldn't have known. Yeah, it's like a it's like a couple of years ago. Remember when uh, Logan Morrison spoke out against the MLB because he had like he had a ton of home, I don't remember how many home runs he had, but like he didn't get invited, but like Gary Sanchez did, and Lomo had like at least five Sanchez or six more home runs. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's it goes. I think it just goes back to kind of like no respect just the race. Yeah, and it's the small market and no one wants to see Mike Zunino in the all-star game. Like we, we do, or the uh, home run derby, like we do obviously, but Perez, I mean, Perez had more home runs than Zunino did anyway. So like there, there's that. So I, I mean, I, quick, quick on that. Do we like, do we think that if Zunino was in it when it got invited, he would have hit as many as Perez did? No, I don't think so. Casey, yes or no? I mean, probably not, but the, the shorter swing and how quick he is to the ball may, makes me think that it would have been at least interesting. He would have saw a lot of pitches, I guess, is what I'm saying. So he would have had the opportunity. I think so, he would have hit him really freaking far. I think I think Zuni, he hits it too high, though. Every home run, he hits it way too high, and you don't want to hit it high in this timed Yeah, but, but Alonzo did that so in one. 
<laughs> but Alonzo could hit it every time. I don't think Zanino. Yeah, I don't think Zanino. <laughs> I don't think Zanino would have done that. Like Zanino's home runs are like towering. They don't go like a, that far. They're just so high. And in the time he's format, got some pretty far ones. He does, but like the, the especially the more recently ones, he's like hit them right along the left field line, and it's been a huge like like almost touching the roof of the drop level height. But and that just doesn't advan- That's not an advantage in this format. I would have liked to seen it. I, I think it would have been fun. Well, I guess we'll never know. We'll so. never know. That's shout out to the uh, right field wall that apparently is massive in Coors Field. Apparently, I don't watch enough Rockies games to know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like an eighteen foot wall or something like that. I was like, "What are we doing?" <laughs> yeah, Coors Field is a very interesting thing, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, unfortunately, no one hit it out of the stadium, which I thought was possible. Apparently not. Um, but we'll never know. It was a good derby nonetheless. And congrats to Pete. Uh, for bringing another title home to Champa Bay, even though I don't know if we can claim this, but I'm going to say that we can. Um, We're claiming it. Okay. Uh, before we go into our break, uh, we are going to uh, touch upon the Blue Jays series. Uh, Rays one, two out of three. If you guys can remember that far back, uh, which was a couple of days ago, but I mean, the home run derby kind of, you know, took center stage, but uh, Rays took two out of three against the Blue Jays to go into the all-star break. I think they're 53 and 37 right now. So 16 games above 500 uh, good vibes all around uh, currently one and a half games uh, behind the Red Sox going into the break. Thank you, uh, how do you feel about the series? I mean, it's a series win. I'll freaking take it. I mean, who pitched McClanahan pitched. He did fine. Um, I mean, it wasn't his best. He had to fight through it, but like he was fine. Um, same with Yarbs, but like Yarbs still pretty much handled them really well considering that he pitched against them the weekend before i mean not mad about that at all i think he'll pitch too yeah Hill was the other one i have no clue how he did to be honest but i feel like it wasn't that bad three runs through five innings i think not terrible okay so he didn't reach his quota of four i'll i'll take that as an absolute win (laughs) robbie ray's just a beast that's what happened i mean yeah we we were getting no hit through like seven right so Yeah. yeah Yeah, and we still had a chance to win. We still had a chance to tie the game too. So that was true. That was true. Wow, my two guy. out of three ain't bad. I'll take I was that. killing it. But yeah, I mean, we shut down a pretty, a really good offense. I mean, we gave mm-hmm. up five runs. I think combined in the whole series. I think they scored one on Friday, one on Saturday, then three on Sunday. So that's always a bonus, especially the way they played against us last weekend. It's too bad. It's too bad we lost Sunday because then we could have been a half game out of first place. Phillies, go ba- go Phillies, baby. They helped out a ton this weekend. <laughs> I didn't expect it. I no didn't idea how – The, the no, Angels, too, earlier in the week. Yeah. Like, thank you. Somehow the Phillies bullpen held a 5-4 lead for, like, the last four innings. So I'll take that any day of the week. No idea how that happened. <laughs> My brother's currently offense. cheering silently in the, uh, in, in, in the background of the shot. You guys can't say it, but – what's, what's your brother's name? Matt. Is he a Phillies fan? Yeah. Thank you, Matt, and your Phillies for that, by the way. Um, <laughs> that was big time. But, yeah, I mean, good series. The first two games were just good wins overall. Mm-hmm. Bullpen. McClanahan was eh, – he was – I mean, he only gave up one run, so he limited the damage, but he only went four innings, I think. Yeah. Um, but great bullpen that day. And then we scored – I think we scored seven. No. I think we scored seven runs in game one, seven to one. So just good all around win both games one and two, and then games th- game three was just the Robbie Ray game, and he yeah. just props to him, credit to him. He played really well. He's a good pitcher. And I mean, don't let Bilal get hot. I'm telling you, like he is scorching right now. So Bilal's hot. 
Uh, Meadows pissed me off with a pop-up again, but that's okay. Yeah, Meadows had uh, three foul ball outs to Bichette this, this series, and it could have been four. I was like, I'm telling you, you, he infuriates me. And it's frustrating because every time I say that, he goes and does something that makes me look like an idiot. Yeah, that's the but, same thing with me and Bilal. It's the exact yeah. same thing. Like, but I was always keep saying stupid stuff. That's what. That's why I keep doing it. It's the anti. It's the it's the anti jinx. It's the anti. Like, yeah. Well, it's, I feel like Taylor yeah, Walls did well. Jinx. I don't know why I'm thinking that, but I feel like he had some good games. But maybe that's just because I like him a lot. <laughs> I don't really remember what that. he did. That's what Alex says about Bilal. He's like, I don't really know if Bilal had a good yeah. game, but I love him, so I'm gonna. I'm say sure he did, did well. <laughs> like. Bilal always does well, even though he's batting like 206, he's fine. I get through. Casey, how'd you feel about the series? Uh, shout out to Ross Stripling for ruining my fantasy <laughs> team. Appreciate that, brother. Uh, shout out to Trevor Richards, who apparently is on the revenge tour, striking out four of the five hitters yeah, he faced since against when the Rays. Is he good? Uh, I guess when you get to your third team in a year, you just eventually figure out if I keep sucking, I'm done in the sport. And uh, shout out to Manoa, the dude for the Blue Jays, who strikes out everybody that he doesn't give up a hit to. That's pretty impressive. (laughs) But as it relates to the actual race, um, they got to do something with McClanahan. Um, Not as in get rid of him, but as in you got to use an opener. So instead of him pitching the first through the fourth inning, he's pitching like the third through the seventh. Um, cause I'm sick of seeing him pitch four innings and it's the first four innings and yeah, I just, I'm sick of it. So whether it's Patino, whether it's Kittredge, do something for the love of God, I'm sick of seeing him pitch the first or the fourth inning. Good stuff though. Don't trade him, but just do something. Send him down. Maybe. I mean, he's still really young. Like, he yeah, can... do not I, mean, send him down. I don't think you should send no, him no. down. I think he, I believe he's in like the top five ex-fip or something ridiculous for pitchers right now he's behind like degrom and cole or something ridiculous like he's let him cook (laughs) he's no no no, i'm not i'm not saying like that was a question i don't think he should be sent definitely don't send him down but i'm fine with him it's just the frustration of pitching the first through the fourth inning like use this guy differently he strikes out everybody he occasionally gives up the home run but use him i don't know differently is the, the word i'm going with he's a lot like snell he's he like he especially like younger Snell. I mean, Snell's still really young, but like mm-hmm. young Snell who like first through probably two or three years, the years before he won the Cy Young, he would go out there and barely get five innings at his best game. Yeah. And it's, a, but he wouldn't give a, a lot of runs. He would give up like two to three runs a game. And that's like, I'll take that. But like, there's a point to where you got to, you got to take it to the sixth inning or seventh inning. And I think that's a good comparison. I mean, it's different. They pitch differently completely, but they just throw too many balls. And yeah. I think they give up too many walks and hits. No, I'm, I'm with that. But it's tough, right, when you don't have any other starters that you can really yeah. do anything with. I mean, and that's why they're going to have to go get – well, I, I say have to. They won't. But that's why they should go get a John Gray, uh, Danny Duffy, somebody like that to be a six-inning starter. And then you can move around Patino, McClanahan, and even Shane Baz to the point where it's like a high leverage, middle of the game type situation. I think that'd be a better way to use those guys than as traditional starters. But right now they don't have anybody else to use as a traditional starter because they won't call anybody up or make any moves. Why don't we use, like, I know we use McHugh in the bullpen, but he used to be a starter. Like, why don't we stretch him out again? I guess we don't want to ruin what's going good for us for him now, but like why he could be the opener. He could open like two or three innings for McClanahan, and then McClanahan comes in after that. I mean, he does open dog. sometimes. Like for McClanahan though, or is it for like Yarborough? No, is just Yarborough... for like anyone. Oh, for anybody? I mean, I mean like they'll use him when needed. He honestly, I mean, he seemed to work most anywhere. So 
however they want to use him, they can or, use him. Because I don't is, know. I mean, why is it's he just still not a starter? I don't understand why we won't stretch him out and make him a starter. Like, mm. he used to be a starter, and that's what we've lacked the last, since Glass now got injured is starting pitching. And he's been a beast so make far, knock on wood. But, like – Well, I mean, like you said, I feel like it's – you don't want to ruin it. I feel like they obviously have their reasons that they chose Waka instead of him. What those are, I mean, I don't know. I don't but, yeah, I don't understand that at all. But yeah. But I mean, at the same time, Walker was not doing well out of the bullpen. He's had some good starts as a starter, whereas McHugh, he's killing it every time when he goes two or three out of the pen. So I mean there's that. But also you you have Archer coming back. I mean, oh I don't know what role he's gonna be used in. What is, what is taking like, him he's so gonna long. be used? I don't know. Remember when he first got hurt and they were like, he might miss one to two starts and then he's on the 60 day IL. I'm, it, was, it was the same. In, I remember thinking to myself, it was the same injury that Glass now had. Right now. It's not looking like a good signing. Glass I mean, was six, what was it? Six and a half mil that they put into him. Well, and his, and his mom died too. He got injured. Then his mom died yeah. like, right around mother's like, day. So like that probably was combination. Yeah. But it's, it, it was the same injury that Glass now had in 2019. And like, the raised reporters were like, oh, he's going to be out for like maybe 10 days, maybe like 20. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think that's true because Glass now was out like almost the whole, he was out like half the year when he had that, like it was the forearm tightness or something. Uh-huh. And I was like, I hope it's not the same, but it sounds like it's pretty similar. So yeah. But either way, looking at that, we have him coming back, Glass now hopefully coming back. I forget who else they said was about to start a rehab assignment. Is McKay close? McKay, nah, I don't know if he's he close. Yeah. Don't count on McKay. We could use McKay. McKay would be big time. Yeah. I, don't know I know I wrote close. in an article that said McKay's healthy. He's not. Don't count on him. I need people <laughs> to click on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but here, here's my thing. Even with the people you're naming, uh, Archer, whatever, and you're, you're, you guys are right, but look at look at the arms you have right now. Is can they win? Is that a team that's going to win the World Series? Is that a World Series pitching staff? You only need four starters in the postseason this year. So which four do you trust? So if we have Glass now back, sure. I'd go him, McClanahan, sure. Hill, and I'd probably do Yarbs, honestly. So, and you're comfortable with that versus giving up something to get somebody like John Gray, Jose Barrios. No, if they're going to do that, that's fine. But I don't think if they don't do that, then they can't win. You know, I, I feel yeah. like they have the arms to piece together innings. I'm that would I mean, And then they still can call up Shane Boz easily. I'm not saying he's going to slot in as a starter immediately, do you but you could use him as McClanahan was used last season. And I I'm think that would be very won't. effective. That's I, don't think we're gonna, I don't think we're going to call up. Why, don't you, why do you think they wouldn't do the same thing they did with McClanahan last year, though? Did, That's did exactly Mc... what I think his role would be. But did McClanahan – I mean, Boz has only been in AAA for like – a month yeah like yeah he, but have you seen what he's doing but but that's not the raise though i would that's, be fine if they brought not, up him that's and not what the Rays do the Rays. they bring up both and then figure it out they haven't but they've done it with wander, wander was, walls and brujan this year i mean i know it's not pitching but like all three of them honestly i didn't think we'd see them but they were killing it and they got called up you're spot on i agree with what you're saying i just don't think they call them up uh, yeah, I'd love I mean, to be wrong i would love to be wrong <laughs> i'll be the first one to let you know that guy's gonna be incredible but i just i've seen this movie before I hope it I've seen it before when they called McClanahan up. So, I don't know. well, we'll. I mean, I think, we're, we'll see what happens on it. I think, um, like I, I don't. I think walls, walls, and Bruhan are different. Like Wander, yes, we did. We expedited that process definitely. Um, but walls and Bruhan, I mean, they're old. Like they're not old, but they're older. They're older. I mean, yeah. Bruhan's twenty three. I think walls is 22, 23, something around well, there. I thought walls is like twenty four. Yeah, walls is older. Further, but Bruhan, further proves I mean, my point, but. 
they hadn't proved they hadn't played in AAA yet. So like I feel like it's still a similar situation. Walls is twenty five. Yeah. Shane Boz is twenty two. So. I mean McClanahan's what twenty three. So he would Hold have been on, I can't Google year. everybody. Is, <laughs> is Boz even on the 40-man, though? He's not. But Clay there are going to be 40-man moves made. I mean, just realistically, there are. Hey, if you want to tease into what we're going to talk about in the draft, McClanahan was a college player, and Boz was not. So maybe that factors in. Tease. Tease. That is a good tease. Well, I think, I think on that note, I think we should take a quick break. Uh, we'll talk about the draft, and we'll talk about the All-Star Game selections for the Rays on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. And we're back on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Uh, if you guys haven't seen what's been going on the last couple of days, the MLB draft, uh, they decided to move it to All-Star Game, the All-Star Game week, which I think honestly is a great idea for the sport. Uh, they finally had it in front of fans for the first time. Uh, the first round was on ESPN. Not the greatest presentation from ESPN, but I mean, obviously they're working out the bugs. This is the first time it's been on ESPN before. So I'm glad that, or I, I don't know if it's the first time, but definitely the first time in a while that it's been on ESPN. I'm glad to see that happen. Uh, the Rays made a couple picks. Um, the most notable picks are their first round selection, uh, high school Carson Williams. He's from the, I believe he's from the San Diego area. A shortstop has two-way player potential. Interesting thing there. And then the other guy is Cooper Kinney, who I believe is from Chattanooga, Tennessee, in that area. He is a what is he? I think he's a second baseman, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah. So those are the so those are the first two guys that they took on day one. And then just going to day two, I'll just go through these quickly. They got two outfielders, a first baseman, second baseman, and five pitchers. Kind of the notable guys: Kyle Manzardo, first baseman out of Washington State, Drew Baker. Uh, outfielder out of Texas Tech, Mason Montgomery, pitcher, Texas Tech, Patrick Wicklander, who is a pitcher out of Arkansas. Those are kind of the, I guess, big names in terms of big schools. So um, how are we feeling about the picks that the Rays made, if you guys actually know about any of these guys? I'll be honest with you. I don't know much about either of them. So all I saw was more middle infielders, which, you know, doesn't make a ton of sense, but I know they're usually the more athletic players. So I guess they can be moved around if necessary. So, I mean... Whatever. I guess we'll see. I want to wait to go on to Casey because I know Casey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Evan, do you know any of these guys? Well, nope, Casey, you got it because I know nothing about these guys. So <laughs> I right. just know that Carson's a potential two-way player. That's about it. And you already covered that. So, <laughs> yeah. I guess that's what we do now. McKay and now Williams, two-way player. Woohoo. All right. Here's the problem. You don't pick high schoolers in the first round. You just don't do it. It does not work. Very, very rarely does it work. Um, the last five first round top, uh, what am I trying to say? First round pick, first overall picks, that's better. They came out of high school were Royce Lewis, Mickey Moniak, Brady Aiken, Carlos Correa, Tim Beckham. How do you feel about those guys besides Correa? Love Timmy. <laughs> Definitely like him over Buster Posey. I love that guy. Right. So you see where I'm going at. You don't pick high schoolers in the first round. It doesn't work. For the Rays, it also has not worked. Your last like 10, uh, Bitsko has still not played, which is what it is. Librator would have been the one. He would have been the shining example. You traded him. Uh, Lowe will likely be the center fielder by the end of the year. Garrett Whitley never played in the major leagues. Nick Shafuo or whatever his name is sucks. He never played or he played like twice. Uh, for some reason, we picked one, two, three, four, five, six high schoolers in the first round in 2011. James Harris does not have a Wikipedia page. Brandon Martin does not have a Wikipedia page. Blake Snell was pretty good. Tyler Godel, I don't know who that is. Jake Hager finally got to make his debut for the Mets. Taylor Garrari was a super 
super high prospect, never played. Um, I, you can do this example in every draft. It never works. In 2014, Brady Aiken was first. Saw how that went. Tyler Kolick was second. That didn't work. Third was Carlos Rondon. About those first two teams, wish they had him. Schwarber was fourth out of college. Nate Gordon was fifth out of high school. Sucked. Still hasn't done anything. Alex Jackson was sixth. Did nothing. Aaron Nola was seventh from college. Good. Kyle Freeland, eighth college. Good enough. And Jeff Hoffman was ninth out of college. So it's pretty straightforward. The high schoolers in the first rounds, it never works. Very, very rarely. Um, I don't care about the positions as much because that doesn't tend to matter. But the high school versus college is what matters. I'm pissed. I'm upset. You, you just don't do it. Uh, see, I know I personally, I, I didn't see that. So that's actually a really, really interesting take of, yeah, it is. of the, I, I guess, of the lack of first round success that they've had in terms of high school picks. And, and do, did you see what guys in terms of college picks that they've had recently? I mean, obviously, I know that Longo was a, um, he was a college pick. Lau was a college pick. I know there's probably some other guys that are sprinkled in there. Uh, what kind of success have they had in terms of the college ranks? I mean, obviously, David Price was your best pick ever. That's true. College. Uh, first overall you messed it up once with uh tim beckham you can't mess it up again obviously longo but i mean for a team that's as good as as good as a farm system they've had they've been poor at first round picks overall which is kind of incredible at how they've ever been good i mean if you look around who's on the field right now you didn't draft zanino you didn't uh you didn't draft Choi. you drafted lao uh, you didn't draft Wander. He was international. Uh, Kiermaier was not a first-round pick. Uh, you didn't draft Meadows. You didn't draft Rosarena. You didn't draft Yandi. McClanahan was a, a comp first-round pick. You didn't draft Rich Hill. You didn't draft Yarborough. Anybody else important that I'm missing? I'm trying to think. I mean, Gla- I mean if Glass You didn't draft Glass now. Yeah. Glass now, I believe, was a first-rounder, but you didn't draft him. Uh, Meadows was a first-rounder, but you didn't pick him. And... Yeah. So the first round picks have not been good for the Rays. And if you notice, there's a trend with in 2011, you had all those first rounders in 2013, you had a uh, Shafuo or whatever. They were bad for a minute there when cash took over and when cash was taking over. And that's an immediate example of that. You have one, two, three, four, five, you pick six first round and comp picks in 2011 and they all suck besides Blake Snell. How do you do that? How do you let that happen? So it's crazy, man. Uh, Bree, were there any names that you think, and and we can discuss as a group, but starting with you, Bree, were there any names that you wanted to see the Rays get, either high school guys or college guys? Yeah, I mean, I wanted Chase Petty. He was also a high school guy, though. But, and I mean, now I've discovered he's a cringy TikTok star. So. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it is what it is. At this point, I feel like I trust the farm system and the international signing, even if we aren't the best drafters, that I think it'll work out. And plus, first round picks, like, it's not like we're never going to trade them. I mean, honestly, if we have to flip them for somebody else, it's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, we don't know what they're going to turn into. There's a good chance they don't even end up playing for us. So I'm not going to be terribly upset about it, but. That's a good point. That's a good point. I will say I'm going to throw this in because I want it to happen for my own uh, self-worth and, and goodness. Um, there's still so obviously me and me and Evan uh, both went or still go to Maryland. Um, there's still one Terp, I guess, notable Terp that's left on the board, Max Costas, um, who I'm, I'm pretty good friends with. Obviously, Evan's met. Um, I interviewed him. Yeah, really, really nice guy. He's, in my opinion, he's like the perfect kind of player that the Rays should have. Like he, he's a great clubhouse presence. He's got a great personality. He's a great defensive player. He's another got infielder. Another like infielder. He, yeah, uh, yes, but he, he, he started in the outfield. True. The only reason why he went to the infield was because they needed a first baseman. And previous to him playing first base in college, he hadn't played first base since middle school. So 
and he transitioned and played the position really well. So, and, and, and plus he hits for, uh, I, w- I would say he hits for average. Um, he's got a good on base percentage. He's got a good eye at the plate. If the, I mean, he should be a pick in between rounds 11 to 20, because obviously it's only a 20 round draft this year. And it would be really, really cool, at least from my end, to see him get drafted by the Rays because that's another Maryland guy that the team drafts because they've had what uh, they have. Like, I mean, they they had at one point three Maryland guys in the system, either playing in the majors or in the minors. And then he would make four in recent years. So I think from my end, that would be pretty cool. I don't know if it's going to happen, but uh, it is a shot in the dark for the future. Yeah. So, um, also, uh, um, unfortunately for Bree's sake, uh, Judd Fabian got uh, selected by the Red Sox. So, thoughts so did Bruce. Nathan Hickey, our catcher. Oh, but... really? <laughs> oh, yeah, both of them. Listen, you know, after the you know I, I love me some Heim Bloom, but you know, Judd was getting Gallo comps. So, well, based hey, on I I think I did that. performance, Wait that's a minute. <laughs> yeah. But... Also, in... oh, sorry. No, you're good. I mean, he just had such a bad year this year. Like, it was legitimately hard to watch sometimes. But I'm happy for him. Still good. Also, also another player on your like kind of trend of drafting out of high school, Casey. That the Rays, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say missed out on. Like it was a good pick at the time, but he just never did anything for the Rays. Was Josh Hamilton? I mean, he was the number one overall pick. Sure. For the Rays, and yes, necessarily it wasn't the Rays' fault that he like had a lot of drug abuse and sure just those issues. But he never played a game for the Rays. I don't think he ever played a game for Durham. Um, I think he only yeah. got up to Double A. Mm-hmm. And he was a great player. He, he was a great player through that for that Rangers team. He won the MVP. But just another example that he didn't literally did not play a game for the Rays, and that's not their fault. But no, you're yeah. you're you're absolutely right. Um, you know, it's it's tough with like the high schoolers because you want to get out of, in front of it. And Josh Ham, like if you feel strongly enough about take a guy number one overall at a high school, like in my opinion, you have to be right and obviously you wouldn't have known that information about Josh Hamilton because according to all the information that's out there, Josh Hamilton didn't get addicted to painkillers and whatnot until after he was in a car crash when he was in the race system. So Mm -hmm. obviously that information would not have been available to you, but obviously it's a who knows situation, but if he was the guy that was on the Rangers, man, oh man, like if you could have got that with the Rays, that would have been, that would have been something, but no, you're absolutely right. And they're, they, when they picked Delman young, uh, 2003 or four, whenever that was, he was out of high school as the number one overall pick. Um, and you flipped him for Matt Garza and Jason Bartlett. So in a way it worked because you don't, you don't get to the world series in 2008 without those guys. I feel strongly enough to say that, but Delman young, as the number one overall pick out of high school, like it's just BJ Upton was second overall out of high school way back in early 2000s. That didn't really work. I mean, say what you want about BJ Upton. He was here for a long time. That doesn't mean he was good here for a long time. But yeah, the Josh Hamilton point's definitely a fair one. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I would kind of add is that even when the Rays picks don't necessarily end up working out for us, I think there is a weight to being drafted by the Rays and being in the Rays system that we can trade those guys and like get good people back so they can create value even if they don't end up playing for us and vice versa and and vice versa the other way around like we like we'll draft a good player and we'll be able to trade him and get four more good prospects so like like snell exactly like snell so that's a man hamilton if that would have been I also didn't realize how, I mean, I knew how bad the Rays were, but talking about how many first overall picks we had, man, we were. <laughs> yeah. That was a really rough. Yeah. I mean, rough you had six years. From 99 to 2008, you picked first four times. 
Good gracious. You pick second once, you pick third three or four times. And I mean, really what you got to show for it is Price and Longoria, but it is what it is at this yeah, point. I mean, I mean, they hit on two of them, which I think is the most important thing to put here, put out here is that they hit on two of them. But I feel like that's most teams though. I feel like every yeah. other team, every other team does the same thing. They're like, oh, we like this guy at high school and – and more often than not, it probably doesn't work out, but they still get some, they still get some gems in that. So, and I think that's going to change with the name, image, and likeness because I mean, they've talked about it a little bit on the broadcast during the draft, but obviously the draft now is so dictated on the under and over slotting. Um, if you don't really understand that and you're listening, Google it because I'm not going to explain the whole thing, but it's kind of ridiculous. Um, but the point is, they in the draft you can pick guys every pick has a slot and you can pick guys that you think will sign for less or more money to save or I guess waste money no one would waste it but what I'm getting at is you could pick a high schooler now at this point in the first round and they could say well with the name image and likeness I might be able to make more money in college get better and whatnot and they go that route then you lose that pick so I wonder if we'll start to see at least early and I think we did this year especially with the number one pick um a lot of guys thought it was going to be a high school shortstop. It turns out to be a college a college bat for the Pirates. So um, I think it'll be interesting in the next couple of years to see how those high schoolers that decide to go, um, kind of like Blaze Jordan last year um, with Boston, uh, we'll see if they can end up making more money with high school or actually signing uh, with the team that drafts them. That's a good point. I feel like, That's I feel like the amount of high school draft picks are going to decrease significantly over the next couple of years because no one's going to want to waste their pick on someone who's – going to go to college and i mean what is what is why would you not go to college i feel like unless you desperately need like that money that the mlb team is offering like i feel like college is the way to do it especially if you're getting paid but absolutely and that was the i mean the problem with um arizona at six i know most people probably don't care about this so i'll make it quick but jordan lawler was the pick for arizona at six and he's supposedly a hard hard very hard vandy commit um and if you're arizona if you make that pick you better be sure you're going to sign that guy um, at six when you leave Rocker, when you leave, I mean, a lot of other college arms and bats on the uh, on the board. You pick a high schooler that's a hard, hard commit that a lot of people don't think will sign no matter what. I would not want to be a Diamondbacks fan right now if you care about the draft this much because you'd be sweating it. And I, I mean, want we've to be seen a Diamondbacks it. fan anyways. But. That's facts. <laughs> that's facts. <laughs> I mean, Brady Aiken was the first overall pick and didn't sign. At, out of high school yeah that's it, a, it didn't work that's that, that's a really good point also shout out to the Mets for uh getting Kumar at 10 it's a very good steal I mean imagine him in that rotation right now Jesus lord and he'll he be pitch up, this year could he be up this year yeah it's very possible oh my god okay also, that would be insane <laughs> I mean if you're if you're pitching at Vandy what level would you associate that with 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 minor league baseball in Prior, your double in, a. yeah Absolutely. You pitch in AAA a little bit. If you're electric, call him up. Who cares? He's done it. So I would not be shocked to see that guy or a guy like Gavin Williams. Um, the problem is I don't think, I believe Cleveland picked him. Yeah, I don't. Cleveland's not going to need to call up Gavin Williams this year, but it's always a possibility. This is true. All right. Well, let's get into talking about our last segment on this pod, which is the Rays All-Stars, which went from one to three real quick. Um, they did have their lone representative, which we talked about, Mike Zunino. Then one turned to two as Joey Wendell, um, which I think to the surprise of a lot of people uh, became an all-star. And then probably the biggest surprise is uh, one, uh, Andrew Kittredge, the newest one, our third one. The hell did he come from? It's a good job for Kit. Uh, good job for Joey. 
Uh, and obviously Big Z, we already we already got him in there. The Rays got three now, and two of them we didn't expect. Who would have thought by the time <laughs> that we had Wendell, which I think was 2018, 2017? I'm saying this on record. I said I wanted him DFA'd. I don't know what year it was, but he pissed me off to the point because he, he prevented Lau from playing at second base. And it's I just, said I wanted him DFA'd. There, there was that there, – there's been a lot of tweets about how Lau was traded the same day that Stanton was traded the Yankees, and the fact that Lau has had more All Star appearances. Yeah, or, Wendell, sorry, Wendell. Wendell, Wendell, Wendell. And I mean, Lau I mean, has too. I mean, Lau is goaded, but Lau has Lau has also had more appearances than Stanton in the All Star game. But since that trade, it just blows my mind. Like when, yeah. like who would have thought Wendell, Joey Wendell, like some dude, like typical race play, he's the epitome of race players. <laughs> Would have more. He looks like the most generic person. Like if you go on he, Google and you just look up like person, he'll no. be like one of those like <laughs> random searchers. Like, oh, There's, if you're if you're a race fan, if you're not a race fan and not a diehard baseball, like a huge baseball, he's walking down the street. You have no idea who he is. He's the most normal looking guy, <laughs> not big at all. He's probably five eleven, six feet, six one, like pretty tall, but like. He's just such a like normal looking dude, and I would have never thought that he would have made the All Star team before Stanton has for the Yankees. And I don't know, that just blows my mind. But good for him, good for Kittredge. Didn't think that Kittredge would do it, but he deserves it definitely. Uh, Casey or Bree, you guys want to chime in? I feel like I talked a lot, so uh, Bree, tell you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm definitely. I didn't honestly. I didn't think they were making any more additions to the team, considering it is the day before. <laughs> I thought it was just kind of be like the other guys are just going to pitch like more than one inning, but apparently not. So I hope Kit's ready to go. I think his wife tweeted that she was like, they were leaving Disney or something and trying to get all oh, this garbage, man. They just wasted all that yeah. money. I mean, I wouldn't say wasted. I mean, it's a lot of money to go to Disney. Just Blame Garrett Cole. Just imagine you're on like, <laughs> yeah. space, you're Thanks, Garrett like Cole. Space, space Mountain and you get a call. You're like, oh, I'm an all-star now. You're like, an all-star. Like, <laughs> what? Like, I would like, be like, hope you're ready what? to pitch. Like, They're just on, it's a small world. He's just, he's just he's just educationally vibing on it's a small world. And then he gets a text from Cash. <laughs> Does Cash name the replacements? I don't think so. Like is that I mean, why when you're like 12 hours for the game? Yeah, shit, maybe because <laughs> Wendell made but, it because Altuve isn't going. That's I'm there thinking. was someone else that was added. It was was it Trevor Rogers? Am I right in saying that somebody Trevor else Rogers was added? Make, today. You didn't Who, make the Doctor team No. It was some guy on the Twins. That I don't know what it is. Trevor There's no way or Trevor Taylor, Rogers no, was a... Taylor. Wait. Taylor? Which Taylor's one's on not the... the Mar- they're both there, I think. I think you're right. They're both there. The Marlins and the Twins. Taylor Rogers is the one that's on the Twins. Trevor is the one that's on the Marlins, I think. And they're both there, right? Taylor Rogers got added. Trevor Rogers was already on there. I believe so. I was going to say, how was... I was going to say, how was Trevor Rogers On July 12th, he was named to the All-Star game. Yeah, so... Good so, call. I mean, he was added, too. I mean, I feel like if it was Cash, you could have easily just done Kit and McHugh, although that would have looked terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, not going to lie, not bad picks, considering the fact that both have sub-170 RAs. No, yeah, I mean, both both are pretty much deserving, but, like, it would look bad if, you know, the last two All-Star editions were, like, bulk oh, relievers well, on the, the Rays. Don't get any love from anyone. Hey, that's, sure. that's, the, that's the benefits that you get when you go to the World Series the year before, so... <laughs> Even yeah, though he wasn't on the team, but whatever. He was on the team in spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good for Kit. I'm excited. <laughs> we have three all-stars plus the whole coaching staff. He's not going to be in the team photo, which sucks for him because they already oh, took it. Ozzie Timmons. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and our boy, 
Kyle Snyder, all-star Kyle Snyder. Yeah, Brett Phillips. He's not an all-star, but he sure was dressing today. Why was he there? Why why am I not surprised that he was there? Like I like when you guys sent that text, I was like, like, oh okay. That is the most (laughs) like if if he is not on TV with like a with like a plaid jacket on and a baseball is fun. If he is not on TV after after he retires, then that's a crime because he is he's too good for TV almost. He'll be Eric Burns on MLB Network if you remember like, when they started sure. and Eric Burns is running oh around. Oh my god, that is a perfect comp. He wow. is the biggest goofball of all time. Like the that ranch picture is the funniest thing I think I've ever seen. And <laughs> that's why I keep saying he ranch because like it just like only he would do something that stupid. But like he killed it. But I'm not surprised though. Like it's just like it comes along the with ranch what man his... delivers. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, but it's cool because you know he's there. The coaching staff is there. Z, Wendell, and Kid are there. So, I mean, it's, it's a party. It's a race party at the All-Star Game. No one knows who any of our players are. But well, it's not the there. only part of the All-Star They got to mic up some players. I don't know if they – are they micing up? No, mic up Troy um, can, yeah, can they, can they mic up Brett Phillips from the crowd, please? Just the whole game. <laughs> can he commentate the game from the crowd with no filter? Like – Oh, imagine imagine Joey Wendell getting mic'd up for an interview and he's it's he just wouldn't say anything. interview of all time. <laughs> Neither would like all three of our I feel like like Zanino's probably got a pretty good I've never heard Kit like, speak. Yeah, <laughs> I sounds like facts. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like well, I mean, Bree just talked about a party. Let's end this thing off with a good note. Because I know that I was just gonna say we're gonna end it off, but uh the lightning celebrated their Stanley Ooh. Cup championship in in the uh I, I, can i say disgusting waters of the hillsborough river no, no. not that bad i mean There's much I mean, worse water okay yeah. I, I mean the water looked pretty muddy when uh i don't know who was the one who jumped in the water from that but I mean, there are like seven million boats in the water yeah. it's a little churned yeah, up and there's a reason why gibby's day. not here <laughs> yeah there's a reason why Gibby's there's a reason getting lit. he's a little uh He's gonna be a little hungover tomorrow, I bet. No, no, he was a little sunburned. The avocado tequila hitting him a little different. Yeah, hundred percent. Agave did not go well with him. <laughs> but not only, not only did it happen. Not only did they literally flatten half the Stanley Cup at the top. This is just classic, classic elite Tampa Bay moment. It was like it looked sort of downpour raining, and then like. The party got turned up to eleven. That's such a, that, is, that is like the most Florida thing I think oh, I've ever yeah. heard. Like, yeah, <laughs> there was like a guy who was like holding up um, a lightning flag, and it was like in like pouring down. It, it was like wasn't it like it was I was like, like it, it wasn't was, like, like thunderstorming too. Oh what? yeah, yeah. There, there's yeah. a picture of Killorn with like a lightning bolt, and it's like behind him, like a real one. It's a pretty bold <laughs> move holding up a metal rod, metal flagpole. Oh, yeah. Floridians are just no, it's simply like, it's like a picture of the guy with like the American flag who's like sitting out in a hurricane. That's like that guy with the lightning flag and, <laughs> and just holding the Stanley Cup. Like fun fact, that guy lives in Jacksonville, and I know him. Wait, actually, hey, there you yep. go. Can we get that guy on? Don't talk, any, <laughs> don't talk. Don't talk anything about the Rays or the Lightning. Just have him on as a personality because I would love to talk to that guy. He's an interesting man. He's an interesting guy. That's a that's a, that's an iconic thing. But man, that was a. Like, I only saw bits and pieces of it. Uh, They did not throw the Stanley Cup, I'm sure. They pretended to a few times, which is funny. (laughs) I really don't think that would have been a good idea because I don't know how far it would have flown. You can't throw – there's no way you could throw that thing more than five feet. It's like 25 pounds. It's like 40 pounds. Yeah, it's it's more than that. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. 34.5 to be exact. Oh, sorry. (laughs) 
Sorry, yeah, that, that begs the question. The we were talking about this before the podcast started, and how they had like a scuba team to go. <laughs> who on earth is? You could have twenty people on the scuba team, and there's no way they could get that thing out of the water. I feel like if that thing's sinking, that th- <gasps> there's no it. way. They're, they're trained divers, I'm sure. There's there's no way though. Like that, <laughs> that I'm sure they could. I have no doubt in my mind that if it's sinking, Pat Maroon just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, for sure. Dives, that is getting, his baby. He's getting his baby. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The, the Mister Mister Three Pete himself. Oh so yeah. So we have so we have the repeat. And Pete Alonzo, and then we have Mr. Three Pete and Pat Maroon. Azalowski yeah. would probably save the cup too. I mean, he saves everything else. He'd probably go in and save that. Uh, he wore he, he wore was the too Smythe trophy in his hat. Yeah, he was too busy. He had the Con Smythe trophy on his head. Oh well. So Kucherov is way too drunk. There's no way that guy would have. <laughs> that man, he goes so hard. We didn't I would have. Taylor interact with him. Didn't Taylor say that it was? Yeah, I would have. Yeah, yeah. He he told Taylor because Taylor. She was at American Social and they were there and she was in a Braden Point jersey and he is just absolutely hammered and has been all day. And he's like, hey, like, what jersey is that? He used his famous quote that I won't repeat here, but he was like, no, you can repeat it. It's fine. No, he goes, that's number one bullshit that you're not in 86. <laughs> he was like, next year you get 86. And she was like, okay. <laughs> Legend. Yeah. Man, just very moment. Being, being able to get that drunk midday on a monday that's pretty that's and they pretty cool. kept going i mean they started drinking at like what 11 at maybe even earlier and just did i mean not stop. they've been going since since they oh, won yeah. for Wednesday. days this, yeah. is, I mean, this is like alex ovechkin but like for an entire team i mean i mean we remember what happened with alex ovechkin he at no point did he did he let the stanley cup trophy fall be fall below his shoulders the night that they won he was that thing was hoisted the entire time he was not letting that thing go he did, he did not hit the gym for the next month after that <laughs> i will say for the uh for the lightning i was in tampa like thursday friday and i saw ross colton maybe 20 different times there was not so a human you said what he's very pretty that's all oh I yeah I, I i can't make that call uh i'll, <laughs> I'll take your word for it i, I saw the man. Guy looks like but i mean i'll tell you right now like you wouldn't look away like as a dude, like you wouldn't look away from him, but like, I can't make that call that like, <laughs> um, I can tell you that there was no 21 year old human being on the planet that had a better couple days than Ross. Oh yeah. Yeah. My man was never walking in a straight line, was never getting in the right Uber. I just kept running to him and he just was having a good time and I don't blame him. Good for him. Did he, he accidentally him. walk into your car? That would have been. No, he was just walking up to like parked. I saw him walking up to like parked cars and he was like looking at him. I was like, <laughs> I don't think that's it, dog. He's probably looking yeah, for more beer. I, I would hope like, some of the older guys would like, you know, yeah. try and assist. He ended, but... he ended up, the one time that I specifically remember seeing him, he ended up in an Uber with uh, Sorelli and Johnson, who there we go. Johnson better. was justice. <laughs> Shout out to Tyler Johnson. He's going to be like the first ever Seattle Kraken player because he's gone. But <laughs> yeah. He's a legend in Tampa. Hey, he's joining yes. the, uh, uh, I mean, uh, I, the, I don't think they're going to call it this. But if they called whatever the new arena is going to, I think it's called like Climate Pledge Arena. If they nicknamed it the Crack House, oh my God, no. that's such a good nickname. <laughs> but it's not going to fly because there's so many bad connotations that go with that. They can still use it, like not officially, but fans oh, no, can use the it. fans will use it. I mean, I'm thinking, I like where you're going, but I'm thinking like the Crack Den. I don't know why. Oh, I, I, yes, I, I actually, I actually, that's, I like that a lot more to be honest because it's like slightly play off of Kraken. 
Yeah. I like it. I think that's what I I just think the crack house is like, it's too good for them not to use. Like someone's definitely already like tried to trademark that or something like that. And obviously it's K-R-A-K. At a minimum, they're going to have t-shirts and Tyler Johnson is going to be their captain. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm serious because Johnson's gone. And in all seriousness for lightning people listening, uh, I think obviously if you're being honest with yourself, you know that at least four of those five of those guys are gone. So the mm-hmm. fact that they've been drunk since Wednesday is so satisfying for lightning fans because the yes. core of the team has been together for six, seven years. And yes, they won last year, but if we're being honest, it wasn't the same. This, mm-hmm. this is what the lightning fans have been waiting for since at least 2014 when Stammer Kucherov and this, uh, core came together so stay drunk until fucking september i don't care (laughs) if i wasn't supposed to say that i'm so sorry (laughs) go for it drink 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 responsibly that's what we'll say from here i don't think they need to get told twice about that i think they're oh we just gotta drink responsibly well i think that might be what that might be the best part about winning a championship is the bender that they go on after and (laughs) oh for sure so is the dynasty done then do you think I don't think they're going to win next year, but I don't I think they'll say win it's done. No, I mean, they they will still have Vazzy. He's the best goaltender on the planet. It's not close, but I mean, they're, it's going to be a different team. It's gonna, they're, gonna, they're not going to have Johnson. They're not going to have Coleman, and they're not going to have somebody else. It's just who will it be? I mean, stay off Twitter because a lot of people think it's going to be Stammer. Um, I don't believe in that, but somebody like McDonough is an option. They have to, I mean, you've, you've seen it on Twitter there. $18 million over the cap. So they're going to have to make something happen. Um, there'll be a playoff. I think team. the Russians are safe. You so guys can, the Russians are safe. The Russians are safe. <laughs> you guys can trade. I'm a, I'm a Hurricanes fan, Casey. I'm from North Carolina. But okay. uh, you guys can take uh, Dougie Hamilton off our hands, by the way. He's he's up for free, I think. For free? <laughs> I mean, if, yeah, free. if there's able bodied humans able to work for free, we'll take him. I know he's like 108, right? <laughs> no, nah, he's not that old. He's. 107 at the ripe age of 107. The Canes are winning next year, though. Mark my <laughs> words. Going back uh, to the Metro. I can't say anything about the Flyers because Carter Hart was embarrassing last year, and I don't know how to feel about him this year. He'll be better. He'll be better. I hope so, but I don't know what that's going to mean for the rest of the team because, I mean, they're still going to be underwhelming in my opinion, but who knows. Also, can we talk – I know we're kind of going over time, but, like, can we talk about the cap? Like, that that rule's got to change. Like I know, I know it's been like that. Tampa Bay's like not cheating at all. Like they're that they're going within the rules, obviously. But like, mm-hmm. like compared to baseball, like let's say the Yankees, let's say Garrett Cole is out for the year at the beginning of the year. Like he has Tommy John last year, so he can come back for the playoffs. And so let's say there is an actual salary cap in baseball, and Trevor Bauer or another good pitcher, they go out and get him in free agency and pay a ridiculous amount over the the theoretical salary cap. And then Garrett Cole comes back for the playoffs and they can use both of them, even though they're uh, like over the salary cap. Like, I just don't think that's fair sure. in terms of the that. lightning tried to close that loophole. And it's sh- like, yeah, they, they, I saw that on he Twitter did. too. They sh- it should be closed though. I think that's a stupid rule because. Yeah. That's incredible how they, how they try to close it and then used it to their own advantage. They said, well, screw that. it. If no one's going to listen to us, then we'll use it's, it. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, no one's going to. No one's going to admit this, but Kucherov breaking his hip was about the best thing that could happen to them because it would have got ugly. Who did not the- in in the way of they would have had to cut a couple guys before the season started because they had to pay, like, they had to pay point is how they got in this predicament. Like yeah, I just don't think that's fair. But hey, it's, it's like the it's like the catch rule in the NFL a couple years. Like it was a stupid rule, but like and a lot of people thought that a lot of catches wasn't a catch, wasn't a catch. 
but like it was within the rule. Like that, it was. It, it's like the uh, that Steelers that Steelers Pats game in I don't. It was like 2017 where the Steelers had they're like going for the win and he like try to yes, reach out. Yes, I know exactly. Try to reach out and that was garbage. I don't know who whoever the tight end was for the Steelers and they called it incomplete, but it was a good call according to the oh. rule. It's just a stupid rule. Like Jesse James, I believe. Yeah. Like it was a good call, but it's just a dumb rule. And it's a weird comparison, but like No, I mean it's fair. It's kind of like if you want to have a guy in the major league playoffs, they have to be on the 40 man roster or they have to be hurt or something stupid. I mean every league has some dumb rule involving that, but um you know, I'm all for it now. I mean, next year I'll probably change my opinion, but right now I'm like best rule ever. Um, <laughs> goaded, had to have it. Um, yeah. Thank you, Gary. <laughs> Gary's the man. Right. Shut up. All I'm saying is, if you're in Montreal and you're listening, have fun uh, watching them replace the cup and sending it back to Tampa. <laughs> hey, man, you got to respect Montreal at least. They had a hell of a year. Gary Price is the man. I love that guy. I mean, like, still only celebrated winning one cup game like it was. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. That was a spot on comment from Kucherov. Vazzy's Gary, a robot, I agree though. with you on Carey Price. Second Dude. best goalie yeah, on the planet. Cool. But Vazzy's just, he's unfair. He's wide he's, margin. He's, he's, I have like, my beef with that city. He's the DeGrom. Get rid of it until other things happen. Vazzy's the DeGrom of the Facts. NHL. That's actually, that, that's a good that's comparison. A, that's, that's a great comparison. Like, but it never he, uh, never gets old of watching uh, and I, like, cry on the ice. The, this, the series against the Hurricanes, I my mom has season tickets, and we I went to two of the games, and he's just, in person, he's just unbelievably insane. And I couldn't believe how good he was. You were, Especially in, you were in awe. It's okay. In game five, game five was unbelievable. Where you guys won two nothing in the closeout game, mm-hmm. we somehow and we scored four goals in game four and we lost. Like that, you can't do that. But I mean, if you go back and watch like game one and two from the the Cup final, he got no help. I mean, he gave up like four goals, but it's like they were turning pucks over, their defensemen were confused. Um, you give him a little bit of help, it's a different series because he's that good. But uh, Montreal, I think, was just so – I don't know if they were confused because the Lightning had fans and they were like, hey, what is this? Um, but <laughs> if he had – It's any, a role reversal. Literally. If he had any help, uh, different series. But I, I said before the series, not on here, but um, on the radio, <laughs> that uh, it was going to go five games. The Lightning were going to do it because at the end of the day, the Lightning could score against anybody including Vazzy, if the roles were reversed. Um, but the difference was Montreal couldn't score on Vazzy, and that's what happened. That's a good point. All right. Well, I think with that being said, let's wrap up this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Thanks so much to everyone for listening. Obviously, All-Star Game tomorrow. We'll have this up before the All-Star Game. So uh, enjoy the Midsummer Classic. Should be fun. Obviously, we'll, we'll see a couple of race guys there, plus the entire coaching staff, which is great. Uh, if you guys don't follow what we're doing, like I said, the top, uh, raise the roof TV on social media, raise the roof on YouTube, raise the roof Twitch on our Twitch channel. We're going to have that MLB the show tournament coming up soon. Uh, our website, raise the roof TV.com. We're going to have some draft coverage. We're going to have some all-star coverage, probably some, some home run derby coverage because why not? Cause the home run derby was awesome. And some other things going on. And for this podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify, Google podcast, uh, make sure to subscribe, share, leave us a good review, all that good stuff. Uh, and our email, if you guys have any comments, questions, concerns, anything like that, raise the roof TV at gmail.com. Also, if you guys have any raised stories, feel free to email us there. We'll make sure to get them up on the website. And we're going to have a couple that I think are in the drafts right now that we're going to get up soon. Uh, so with all that being said, thanks so much for listening. And as always, raise up. Raise up, baby.